Hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with Remax Escarpment, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamperin. Yeah, good Saturday morning, one and all. Rick here, Rob over there. We have our special guest in studio as well. We'll get to uh, him in a matter of seconds. But first off, robgolfie.com is the website, robgolfi.com. Call him today at 905-575-7700 if you're thinking about selling your home or buying someone else's. 905-575-7700. Uh, he's all over social media, at Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram, and check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page. In studio with us this morning, Rishi Malik, Assistant VP of Underwriting, Stewart Title Guarantee Company. Rishi, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Good, good to, morning, Hamilton. Yeah, good to uh, spend some time on a Saturday morning talking about uh, title insurance. Yes. We hope to keep our listeners awake this morning. Yes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We're going to get into some really uh, interesting stuff, so stay tuned for that. Uh, but maybe we'll start, as we usually do, about the, the real estate market here in Hamilton. It's still hopping, but not really crazy as it was. That's right. That's right. So the market is, le- I'm not going to say leveled off, but let's just say your neighbor that sold his house for record numbers in uh, uh March and the beginning of April uh, that got let's say let's say the neighborhood uh, is selling for 450 and he happened to get 550 for his house um, so now the neighbor wants to put the house up for sale he puts his house up for sale for 550 and nobody's looking at it. <laughs> there's it's no sale. bites that, that there's no bites so what it is is that during the eight to ten week period in the beginning of this year, uh, there was a frenzy going on, and people were getting crazy amounts of money for their house, yeah. and uh, so they got it, and lucky them, they, they did. And so now what happens is that house that sold for, let's say, 550 was really only worth maybe 475 or maybe 480 um, and but they ended up getting more money because there was more people looking for houses at the time and there wasn't enough inventory. So now it's gone, gotten back to that level where it's a normal level, like it's a balanced, you know, th- that's where the value of the property is. Now, saying that, if you're retiring and you sold out, you cashed out, great. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> if, if you are uh, buying another house in the same market, you bought, you sold high, you're going to buy high. Now, if you sold high and waited a, uh, a month and then bought, so you're buying at a balanced market, you're probably going to end up with a little bit of a better house because the market, the houses are sitting a little longer than usual. Uh, you know, a lot of the agents are getting kind of nervous because, you know, when they don't see a house sell in five days or seven days, yeah. they're nervous. Thinking what's going on. Yeah, what's <laughs> going on. So houses are being a little bit on the market. We're starting to see price reductions happening because people are trying to get those high numbers hmm. and they're not. So the price reductions are happening. We will actually see a more of a true uh, idea of what the values of homes are by the end of June because the first quarter of this year, is, we can't go by those numbers. Right. It's just there were in, insane numbers. Uh, people were getting ridiculously a lot of money. 
So now we're entering into this second phase of the year where we're the, the, the numbers of the houses that are selling, the price of homes are selling, are being more realistic. So at the end of June, you're going to start seeing that it, it's going to yeah. taper off. And, you know, I mean, still the market's good. It's and, and last year, the same thing happened. And the market still did well throughout the rest of the year. And, and I predict for that to happen this yeah. year, too. Yeah, I don't want to brag on your behalf. But I mean, you said several weeks ago that, you know, this is going to be happening either in April and May. And here it, we are it, in April it, and it, May. It, and it, here it, we are. And it did. Yeah. So. Um, on April 12th, I sent a message to my whole team. I said, guys, be careful uh, on holding offers because I, something's funny is happening in the market. Now, right. June, uh, April 12th was about four or five days before Easter weekend. Mm-hmm. And then after Easter weekend, uh, the wind government announces their new changes in the policies and everything. And I don't think that – I don't know if that took effect a little bit, but – it got I, people's I, attention, at least. It, it, it got people's attention. I don't think it's going to affect the Hamilton market that much. It's more the Toronto market with yeah. the big condo development that's happening there. You're gonna, you're not going to see the lineups at opening day for a new condo opening up. Um, so, but, but again, uh, I think the market was that was happening regardless because I noticed things changing on the twelfth, and that was right at the beginning. Most people don't notice that. Didn't notice that till after the win because we, we do sell more houses than uh, uh, most other people do. Mm-hmm. So we have an indication of the market a little better than most people, most other realtors do. So uh, things started happening before Easter, before Wynn announced their announcement. So would you call the, the, the current state now of real estate, is it cooled off? Is it corrected? Is it mellow? I mean, how would, how would you describe it, it, it? It's cooled a little bit. Okay. We're still, uh, houses are still selling. Um, but people are a little more cautious before they uh, make an offer on a house. They're thinking twice. Now, you know, people got the home inspection clause back in there and there. They're yeah, not yeah. buying blindsided anymore, um, So, which is a good market. Um, a lot of people aren't used to it because, I mean, like, again, we put a house up for sale. It's sold in three, four days mm-hmm. with multiple offers. And you get used to that. All of a sudden, oh, my God, we're like, this house has been on the market for seven days, eight days. Oh, my God, I'm going crazy <laughs> here. You know, it's uh, it's not the way uh, yeah. that we're more we're, we're getting into more of a, a balanced market. Yeah. It's it's working that way, which is is good for both the buyers and the sellers. Uh, we're still seeing those GTA buyers come as well, because, I mean, the average price, according to the Realtors Association of Hamilton Burlington in April, was just over 600,000. I think it was 608, 609,000. Yeah. So, I mean, Torontonians are looking at that saying, wow, this is still a great value. The GTA buyers are going to be coming this way for probably the next 25 years. They're going to come uh, towards Hamilton, and Hamilton is going to see a huge uh, uh, difference in cultural culture and everything else. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Hamilton's going to be a great – it's a great city now. It's mm-hmm. going to be a fantastic city in the, in, the, in the upcoming years because GTA buyers are just going to keep coming. It's going to be uh, – you know, they're just – they're not going to stop, and they're yeah. going to keep coming, and it's going to make this place great. Uh, story I read the other day uh, from Christie's International Real Estate. It says a record number of homes around the world sold for more than a million bucks in 2016. Overall, global luxury home sales cooled off for the second year in a row, with homes priced at a million dollars or more edging up about 1% worldwide. But Canada bucked the trend with sales of luxury homes climbing 44% over 2015 levels. Obviously, Toronto and Vancouver played the biggest part in that. Right. And even even in Hamilton, uh, like Ancaster, uh, we're selling a million-dollar home now is like a regular four-bedroom, <laughs> two-story uh, uh, home. And uh, it, it it is a lot of money. But in Ancaster, that's what 
an average, like not an average home, but if you want a decent house yeah. with, you know, nicely landscaped with all the upgrades. Right. It's not a mansion. It's right? not a mansion. Like, so, so million dollars to me now in, in our area is not a luxury home. It's, it's almost like a, a regular home. A luxury home now to me is like 1.5 to $1.8 million. Yeah. And, um, yeah, like, I mean, it's, it's, Canada is very expensive to live. Our market hat is the strongest in the world and housing prices are, people are going to come this mm-hmm. way and put their money and people are making good money now. So that's why that, um, uh, over a million dollar homes are selling now. Yeah. Our special uh, in-studio guest today, uh, Rishi Malik, uh, Assistant Vice President of Underwriting, Stewart Title Guarantee Company. We're talking about uh, title insurance today, so uh, maybe let's get into it. What is title insurance? That's the million-dollar question. So what title insurance is, is uh, it's a form of insurance when you purchase your home. So okay. what happens when you purchase your home, uh, the home is transferred in your name, and now you own title to the property. Title refers to the fact that if you check the public records, which in Ontario is the land registry system, you're listed, you're registered as a lawful owner. Hmm. So what title insurance does is that it protects you from any loss or damages that the insured incurs as a result of any defects in your title. Okay. So for example, if someone claims an ownership interest in your title or if there's a lien on your property. And usually these defects, they, they, uh, they occur when you purchase the property, but they're unknown to you. Hmm. So that's the key there. So that's what title insurance is. Uh, what it's not is a warranty as to the construction quality or the physical condition of your property. So okay. the reason why I mention that is occasionally we get calls from homeowners and they'll say, uh, hey, I've got a leaky roof or there's mold in my basement. Or worse, there's termites or mice infestation. Hmm. Can I make a claim for those types of matters? And unfortunately, we have to say, well, it doesn't really affect the the title of your property. It's more the physical condition of your property. So unfortunately, those types of items are not covered. So it's really any loss or damage is incurred as a result of title defects. Hmm. Do you need title insurance? Is this a must? Well, it's it's a it's peace of mind. I mean, obviously, when you purchase a home, that's going to be the single most. biggest investment you're going to make in your life. Um, and, you know, before title insurance was around, you know, the way the real estate transaction would work is that uh, a homeowner would retain a lawyer and they would do a series of searches mm. in order to determine if you have what's called marketable title. So can you sell your title at fair market value? So with title insurance, um, one of the huge advantages is that it, it provides a, a lot of cost savings. So before, if a lawyer had to give an opinion, they'd have to get a survey. And usually a survey costs anywhere upwards of 1200 bucks. So without, with title insurance, um, a lawyer doesn't have to get survey mm. because uh, there's coverage for any adverse matters that would be revealed by an up-to-date survey. So right off the bat, a homeowner can save about 1200 bucks. So mm-hmm. it's, it's cost savings. Uh, another huge advantage is if you ever go to sell your home down the road, it does ensure that you have a smooth closing. Uh, the reason for that is, um, you know, a lot of title defects usually arise when you go to sell your home. The purchaser will, uh, their lawyer will do a title search and, you know, sometimes they'll find old liens or old mortgages on title. And, you know, in order to rectify that and get that discharge from the title, it can be costly, it can be time consuming. Yeah. You've got to get a court date. You know, that takes forever sometimes. But the advantage is if you have a title insurance policy, the insured simply has to call their title insurer, 
file a claim, mm-hmm. and if it's covered, then you know we rectify the title so that they can close the transaction. Yeah. So peace of mind, cost savings, ensuring smooth closing, really big benefits mm-hmm. there. Do you have to physically go to the home to do any sort of um, inspection or look-see or see what the, you're dealing with? No. Um, what The way it works is that the, uh, the lawyer is usually the one who searches title, and they do a series of searches that are required by the title insurer. And then um, once they've completed the, the searches, they contact the title insurer to arrange for a policy. Okay. The homeowner doesn't really have to you know, go to the property and inspect anything. Um, however, they do, if there are any deficiencies disclosed, usually they do need to let their lawyer know about that. It could affect coverage under the policy. All right. And our main topic today, title insurance here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show. When we come back, uh, more uh, questions and answers, including what are some of the uh, benefits of obtaining coverage? This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio with Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Also with us today, Rishi Malik, assistant VP of underwriting with Stewart Title Guarantee Company. We're talking about title insurance today. If you have a question for Rob, we can deal with it on a future program. You can email questions at robgolfie.com. Again, that email address, questions at robgolfie.com. It could deal with anything from uh, selling a home to staging to moving, uh, everything under the sun regarding real estate. The website, robgolfi.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call them today at 905-575-7700. Check out the Rob Golfi Facebook page. He's also on Twitter and Instagram. The handle is at Rob Golfi. Title insurance, our topic today. And uh, Rishi is going to uh, really uh, open up the uh, the books and, and tell us all about the title insurance, including uh, what are some of the benefits of obtaining coverage? What, are, what does someone get when they have title insurance? So the great thing is that it's it's a policy that just doesn't cover one or two items. There's a whole multitude of items that are are covered that really uh, are advantageous to the uh, to the client. So for example, um, there's fraud coverage. So if someone else claims an ownership interest in your property, that's covered. Uh, if there's any forgery, fraud, or impersonation that affects the validity of your title, that's a big coverage that's under the policy. <laughs> Uh, if there's any liens on your title as a result of any outstanding realty taxes or uh, utility charges that the, the prior owner didn't pay, uh, that's covered. Uh, work orders are covered, any zoning bylaw violations. Um, and the, probably one of the biggest advantages of, of title insurance that we mentioned before is the survey coverage. Yeah. So surveys typically cost about 1200 bucks, Rob? Actually, yeah, they probably more now. But uh, years ago, um, <coughs> when a deal was done... Uh, sur- a survey had to be uh, done before the deal closed, yep. before uh, titles insurance came into effect. Really? Yes. And uh, so it was an extra expense, uh, especially for the first-time buyer. They had to come up with another twelve to fifteen hundred dollars mm-hmm. just before closing. Their lawyers say, "Hey, listen, we need a survey." <laughs> no, by so, the way. <laughs> yeah, by the way, to make sure that the, the you know the property uh, lines are uh, correct. And so it it. it it was that was a lot of money for people. They had to close the deal, so all of a sudden, uh, uh, Stewart Title and Titles Insurance uh, they came into effect to help the homeowner. Mm. And uh, and I always I always tell people like I'll, I'll tell you, there's a lot of people out there 
that are homeowners and they've owned their house. Now, how long, uh, how, uh, Rishi, how long has uh, Titles Insurance been around? Like, how long has this insurance policy been oh, around? In the Well, in the U.S., it's been around for a long time, since the 1800s. In Canada, it was, it's relatively new. It was introduced in the 1990s. But right. over the last 15 years, it's become pretty much standard for every Ontario yeah. real estate lawyer to over under their poli- uh, for their transaction. So tell me if – correct me if I'm wrong. I, I always advocate that. Uh, people that have owned their houses, there's a lot of seniors out there. They bought their houses in the uh, 50s, the 60s, mm-hmm. and the 70s. They have their their house is paid for, no titles insurance. I always say get titles insurance. Uh, call your lawyer and get titles insurance on it because somebody can't. You know, we know there's a lot of fraud going on, and uh, somebody can put a mortgage on that property that yep. you don't know about, yep. and you're on the line for it regardless. Mm-hmm. The bank doesn't care. Uh, but titles insurance will protect that homeowner from any uh, any fraud, uh, fraudulent things to happen uh, on title of that property. Yeah. So, uh, so what I'm saying, if I, am I correct? No, Rishi? no, yeah, absolutely. Like there, there's absolutely. a lot of homeowners out there. Their houses are yeah. paid for. They yeah. bought before yeah. in the in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Yeah. They should get titles insurance. They should just go there, pay for the uh, for it, and then they they don't have to worry about it because all of a sudden they can wake up one morning, their house can be under foreclosure, hmm. or anything can happen that they don't know on title. Nobody nobody goes to the to the registry office and check. Hey, let me check my my title of my property <laughs> right. to find right. out what's right. going right. on. Right. Nobody right. does that. Yeah. The only time you you end up finding anything is wrong is when you when you get letters in the mail. But definitely, uh, I'm a big uh, supporter of uh, titles insurance, especially. Mm-hmm. Stuart Title, they're yeah. a great company, but um, but yeah, you've I mean you, you've seen that happen, eh? Uh, oh Rishi? yeah, absolutely. Um, you make a great point. We've got a great product out there. It's called the existing owner policy. For so for those seniors that might have bought in the fifties or sixties when title insurance was available, that type of product is available for them. And and you you touched upon fraud. That's probably one of the biggest advantages of getting a policy. Um, I mean, we see all kinds of things in the underwriting department. The typical example that we see is, um, I mean, these fraudsters are so sophisticated right now. They have all kinds of technology to uh, fake someone's driver's license, a <laughs> passport. I mean, we even had a one file where uh, they faked an income tax assessment issued by CRA. Wow. So just imagine that. Wow. So, so typically what happens is um, the fraudster will target a homeowner, and what they really like are those properties that are mortgage-free. Because those are the ones that usually are, are usually a, a homeowner. It's it's easy. they got a lot of equity in their property. They can get a mortgage more easily. So what the fraudster will do is they'll they'll fake the ID, uh, whether it's a license or a passport. They'll go to the bank. Um, they'll arrange for a loan, and then the bank looks at the ID if they're satisfied because it looks legitimate. Uh, then they'll grant them a loan and they'll register a mortgage on the title. So then what happens is that the fraudster has absconded with all the mortgage money. They have no intention of making the weekly or the monthly payments. And now the mortgage goes into default. So once it goes into default, then now the bank is looking to issue a notice of their intention to sell the property under power of sale. And usually that's when the innocent homeowner finds out about the fraud. Uh, Nothing's more traumatic than getting a notice from the bank that, hey, there's a mortgage on title here that you have not been paying, and now it's in default, and we're exercising our rights under the mortgage mm-hmm. to sell your property. So if you don't have title insurance, um, you know it's pretty traumatic. You do have to retain a lawyer, and there's a lot of fees and expenses involved in trying to restore your title back. But the advantage of getting a title insurance policy 
is there, there's comprehensive coverage for all types of fraud. So the minute that happens, um, you know, the homeowner just has to call the title insurance company, our claims department. And, you know, we, we, we assign someone to that file right away. And, and we try, we do our best to restore the title back to the rightful owner. Back to that fraud uh, scenario, um, <clears throat> and obviously you've seen some cases within this, but from the homeowner standpoint, obviously they have to go through the, the you know, a lawyer. Um, how hard or easy is it for that couple or that individual who has paid off the mortgage to say, hey, this mortgage has been paid off? I mean, do they have to go into bank statements or, you know, how much digging do they have to do? Well, is that with titles insurance? Well, that's without, without titles without, insurance, right? Without, so if, they're, if they've been the victim of a fraud and now the bank's saying, hey, I mean, you owe us all this money, you know, how does the homeowner prove that, you know, I've already paid this house off? Yeah, well, I guess they. I guess they. that's a long process. I, mean, I guess that's it's the lawyer's job. Pro- yeah, the lawyer, <laughs> what they do is they retain the lawyer. Um, the lawyer has to make, uh, it, without title insurance, the, the government has set up what's known as the land titles insurance fund. Okay. So uh, without title insurance, if you're the victim of fraud, um, they have to, usually uh, the homeowner retains a lawyer and now they submit a claim to the, the, the regulatory body that administers that fund. Mm-hmm. The, the problem with that is the fund is great and they do do their best to restore title, make sure uh, you know, someone is not wrong because of a fraud. Sure. But it's really time consuming and you've got to retain a lawyer. The investigative process is a lot longer. Yeah. Uh, whereas with title insurance, with submitting a claim with our claims department as a result of a fraud, the the process for a homeowner is is a lot shorter. And our claims department have a lot of experience in this in this area mm-hmm. with respect to you know someone their ID being impersonated and restoring title back, yeah. getting in touch with the right counsel to make to do that work. Yeah. So it's a lot easier if you have a policy with. Whereas if you don't. And now you have to make this claim with the land yeah. titles and it, insurance. And it's fund. not that it's not that expensive either. Like titles insurance, no, it's exactly. it's reasonable, and it's and it stays uh, for life uh, as life of the property that you own it, yes. as long yes. as you own it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always tell my clients, uh, make like make sure your lawyer um, uses, uh, make sure that you get title uh, titles insurance, and uh, and we always say that do not buy a property without you know Stuart title, mm-hmm. uh, just because of the fact. Um, you're, you're covered. And um, I mean, it, it also covers, uh, it, call me, I'm not sure if this was uh, Stuart Title. There was uh, a person that had a property, it was in Lincoln, and for some reason there was a, a big tank under the front lawn of this property they didn't even know about. Really? And uh, I think it might have been one of the biggest claims for this insurance. I'm not sure if there's a maximum or not, but they 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 took that tank out. They literally had to take that tank out, uh, and I think there was a little bit environmental issue there. Hmm. And do you, yeah. is that is that? Was I don't know if it was us because usually environmental issues are not covered. Oh. But similar to that, like we we had an example where uh, an insured had bought a property and there was a large shed located in the back. Uh, the shed was encroaching onto the neighbor's land. The neighbor had done a survey. Survey revealed that the uh, the shed was on their property. They contacted our insured and said, hey, you know that shed that's in your backyard? Well, it's encroaching on our property, and we want that removed. And if you're not, we're going to take you to court to get it removed. So, so you, guys, you guys would cover that? We would cover that. <laughs> so yeah. what we did was we, we hired a contractor. The contractor went out there, assessed the situation, uh, and it did whatever it was necessary to relocate that shed, and the, and the insured didn't have to pay anything. Wow. You touched upon a great point. Um, 
The great thing about title insurance is, is unlike your, your, your home insurance or your auto insurance, it's only a one-time premium that you have to pay, and that's the great thing about the product. Um, the coverage, if you're an owner, lasts for as long as you own the property, or if you're a residential lender, it lasts for as long as your mortgage remains outs- outstanding. And if you ever have to file a claim, unlike your auto insurance, there's no deductible that you have to pay. So you just have to provide written evidence that you've suffered a loss as a result of a title defect and uh, submit your paperwork to our claims department. and They'll get right on it right away. So how do you obtain title insurance and how much does it cost? And does it depend on how big the property is? Yeah, that's a great question. So typically, the lawyer is the one who orders the title insurance. They they complete a required searches, um, and then they usually contact the title insurer. Okay. As far as what it costs, uh, typically, if you have a purchase price of five hundred thousand, uh, then you're looking at uh, three hundred seventy five dollars for an owner's policy, and a lender policy if you're financing that purchase. Hmm. Uh, if it if it's higher than five hundred thousand, it's usually charged on a sliding scale. And typically what happens is that the homeowner will contact their lawyer, the lawyer will contact us, and then we'll give them a quote. So for an owner's policy, the premium is usually based on the purchase price of the property. Okay. And for a lender's policy, it's usually based on the registered amount. Hmm. Uh, a lot of people are doing renos, uh, deck work, fencing. Um, uh, does this change either the price or the coverage of someone uh, who has title insurance? No. Uh, the purchase, uh, the premium is, is strictly based on the purchase price. Okay. Um, so depending on what that is, that'll determine your premium. Um, and again, the lender policy is just based on the register amount. Mm-hmm. So there's no renewal fee. Uh, it's not like auto insurance where y- if you have an incident, your, your premium is going to go up right. now. So it works a little different than the other insurance yeah. uh, products. There, there was a, uh, a case. It was on, uh, I think it was on Olive, uh, no, Princess Street in Grimsby. The guy was ready to put up his fence. And you know how you you put the fence right in between the two properties, right? You know you get you know you figure okay, well it's got to be in the middle here. Mm-hmm. Well, something during the '80s when they built these houses along there, this house was built right on the property line, like the the wall was right on the property mm-hmm. line. Mm-hmm. And so he started putting a fence up, <laughs> and they both had a survey, and both their surveys, the one guy's survey showed that uh, the property line was in between the two properties, dead even. Right. The other guy's survey showed that the property line was right along his, his house, his house oh and his, the trough was actually overhanging on his property. <laughs> so they, uh, luckily, uh, they had titles insurance. I'm not sure what was resolved, um, but uh, I think there's nothing you can do about that. But I think there was some kind of compensation of some yeah. sort. I'm not sure. It's, I'm not sure what the r- results of that were. But that, that's similar to the encroachment issue that I mentioned before. So yeah, if the eaves trust was hanging was hanging over, and the insurer didn't know about it, and if it's something that would have been revealed by an up to date survey, which we ask that you don't get if you're getting title insurance, hmm. then yeah, that that is something that typically would be covered. Um, and and you know we if we have to, we will send a contractor out there to to do the remedial work right. if it's a covered claim. Yeah, it, it, I think it was just a fence line issue was was the biggest thing. It's just like now all of a sudden the guy lost four feet of his fence, right. four feet of property, property that he yeah. thought he had, you know? And it's like, what? Like, you know, I mean, I bought this house. I thought I can put a fence there. Yeah. Right. And now he's got to actually butt it right up uh, against his house right. instead of in between. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, fence, fences typically are not covered under the policy if, it's, if you're just talking about an encroachment of fence. But... 
if there's any issues affecting the title, like your legal description, right. or if you've lost land, you know, there could be potential coverage hmm. there. Uh, what types of policies are available? Are there different um, aspects of, of policies that you yes. can tap into? Yes. So we have the residential owner policy, which is designed for purchasers and it protects your title to the property. There's the residential lender policy, which is designed for the lenders and it protects their priority of their mortgage. So they want to make sure that they're either in first or second position, whatever the case may be. And also that their mortgage is enforceable. Mm -hmm. So if the homeowner ever goes into default, that they can enforce their mortgage. Uh, we also have commercial policies as well for uh, those uh, homeowners out there who, who are purchasing commercial properties right. as well. And can title insurance be purchased on different types of properties, a.k.a. Uh, a cottage up north? Yes, yes. So so there's a wide variety of properties that can be insured under a policy. Uh, so you can have a residential property with up to six units within the, within the home that can be insured. Uh, cottages, as you mentioned. Uh, vacant land, condominiums. Um, also, any leasehold property and co-ops as well hmm. is also insurable under the residential policy. And as I mentioned before, commercial policies as well are available for commercial properties. We've got about a minute here. What if you don't know whether or not you have title insurance? You bought your home, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago, yeah. and you're, you have no idea where the paperwork is, and you don't know, do I have title insurance or not? Is there someone you can call? Can they call you to say, hey, can you check it out? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 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 a homeowner out there can contact our underwriting department or our operations department. Um, they obviously have to uh, provide us with identification because sure. there's a lot of fraud out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, but once we've determined that uh, we've been satisfied that we're obviously dealing with the homeowner, right. then we can advise them whether or not they have a policy in place with steward title. And if they don't, uh, you know, we can refer them also to a lawyer who will be able to order that for them as mm. well. So we have the existing owner policy for those individuals, especially seniors who have not obtained a title insurance policy. Um, and, you know, we can tell them what the benefits are and also what the ordering procedure right. is, which is usually through your lawyer. Interesting stuff and more interesting stuff regarding uh, title insurance coming up next here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio today with Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Call him today at 905-575-7700. Again, that's 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. Check him out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as well. Rishi Malik is our in-studio guest today. He's the assistant VP of underwriting uh, with Stewart Title Guarantee Company. We're talking about title insurance today, um, I think you mentioned this before. Does, does a policy holder need to renew their coverage? No, they do not. That's okay. the great thing about title insurance. Um, you only pay a one-time premium, and it's usually when you purchase the property. So okay. there's no renewal fee. Uh, there's no increase in the premium. The premium is based on your purchase price, and that's how we calculate that. And to recap, what's not coverage with, with title insurance? What's not covered, that's a great uh, question as well. We always get a lot of calls from homeowners, and we all sort of have to uh, tell them what's the difference between our product and, say, another insurance product. So typically, if there's any title defects that are known to the purchaser or disclosed or they agree to, for example, 
if their agreement of purchase and sale says that the buyer acknowledges that there's a lien on their title or that the uh, shed encroaches on the neighbor's land and they agree to a close notwithstanding that. So that's something that would not be covered. Uh, native land claims or a- any Aboriginal land claims uh, are not covered. Mm. Environmental matters. So, you know, if, if there's any toxic mold in your house or God forbid, if you're on a toxic waste site, <laughs> um, that's not covered. Uh, generally speaking, any matters that are disclosed in a home inspection report or a building inspection report is not covered. Mm-hmm. So if your inspector says that your property is not up to code or it's in really bad state of repair, right. that's something that would not be covered. And from a general point of view, uh, anything that occurs after you purchase your property, uh, that's not covered either with the big exception being the fraud coverage. So mm-hmm. if you ever do experience fraud after you purchase your property, obviously that is covered under the policy. Are there certain or, or different types of title fraud or is it just basically, uh, you know, we, we talked about the, the, the mortgage issue uh, earlier. Are there other uh, things that people should be worried about? Yeah. So typically what we see is, is there's title fraud and there's mortgage fraud. So title fraud typically involves a fraudulent transfer of the property to another individual. Okay. Uh, so your your ownership has now been transferred to someone else. Uh, mortgage fraud is is typically where uh, you have a fraudster that impersonates the legitimate owner, and now they go out and they get mortgage financing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they usually accomplish that by using fake ID or you know fake passport. And I mentioned before we even had one example where they had uh, fake income tax assessment. Yeah. So they use that kind of. Uh, technology and documents to mm-hmm. perpetrate the fraud. How does a policyholder make a claim? Great question. So it's a simple procedure. Um, once once they've experienced the claim, and I hope nobody ever goes through that process. <laughs> um, but it happens, right? It happens. Yeah. It I happens a, a lot. I had a you claim. had a claim? Years ago, uh, I took possession of a house and I moved in and all of a sudden I get this $275 water bill. So <laughs> nice, nice, and I'm nice. like thinking who's like, taking long showers? I just moved in. Right. So I I go to the, you know, to the city and say this is uh, this is not my water bill, so you know, l- you know, leave me alone. You didn't leave the shower on it? Yeah, no, no, I know. It's funny. So I I'm there saying, "Sorry, sir, that it's your bill." And I'm going, "Look, you know I just took possession." Mm-hmm. And I go, "Like this is today's times." Like I'm like it was like talking. Then all of a sudden she just says, do you have titles insurance? <laughs> and I'm going, yeah. And then she goes, just call them. They'll take care of it. Like I had to go through like five minutes of like trying to figure out I didn't use this water. Yeah. I, this bill was the previous owners and everything. But as soon as she says, do you have titles insurance? I says, yeah. She goes, just call just call them. They'll take care of it. Yeah. And boom, it was taken wow. care of yeah. just like one second. It was like, and it was easy. You guys yeah. just took care of it and it was fantastic. Yeah, it's a simple procedure. And Rob's example uh, you just have to provide written evidence that you've experienced a loss as a result of title defects. So in his case, uh, if a water bill was unpaid, I mean, that can form a lien on your title. Mm. So in Rob's case, Rob would just simply have to provide the actual water bill that shows the outstanding amount along with the policy number. And then someone in our claims department gets assigned to that file. And then and, they contact Rob right away and arrange for the And the water bill was in the previous owner's name. Oh, wow. It was. and But they said I was liable for it. But obviously they didn't pay it. Right? No, no I, no, I didn't. Well, they didn't pay they it. They didn't pay it. So what happens is titles insurance, like Stuart Title, will cover it. And then they go after the, the previous owner for the right. money. Is, I, that, is, is that, that correct? 
Do you guys go after them, or you guys just say, oh, well, it's our, Yeah, <laughs> it depends on the amount. I mean, our claims department usually makes an assessment as to whether or not they, they want to spend if, the cost and go into small claims court or whatever. So right. if it's a small amount, probably not. But, you know, I think we had one that was in the tens of thousands wow. of dollars. Whoa. So, you know, that one we did. For sure, pursue. you're going to go yeah. after that one. Wow. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So is that a common uh, claim, you know, a water bill, a, a hydro bill, something with utilities that's, that the previous homeowner will, will not have paid or maybe forgot to pay? That's that's really a common one that we see most often, that the, the seller has not paid their, their final tax bill or their final uh, utility bill. Usually mm-hmm. it's water that forms a lien on title. Um, so, yeah, we get tons of those claims all the time. Um, that, that's the most often one that we get. The, the other types of ones that we get are the survey types of claims where uh, there, there's an item located on the insured's property that's encroaching onto the, to the neighbor's property. Right. And now the neighbor is demanding the removal of that. But now that it's summer, we're getting a lot of people buying cottage properties. Mm. We also get a lot of access claims as well. So what that means, or I'll give you an example, is, is we had an insured who, who bought a, a property um, and access to their beautiful cottage was, was by way of a paved driveway. So they had thought that they owned the driveway and the driveway was located on the property. But what happened was that the next door neighbor was selling their property. They had their own survey done. And it turns out the driveway was located on the neighbor's property. Oh, wow. So now the neighbor issues a notice to, the, uh, to our insured that, hey, you know that driveway that you're using? Um, you can't use it anymore. <laughs> so you've got to find wah. your own way. So, so it was pretty traumatic for our insureds. Um, they had their own survey done. The survey did reveal they had another method of accessing their property that illegal right away. Okay. But the problem was uh, it wasn't practical to use. It was on a different elevation a lot of excavation work had to be done, Mm -hmm. including putting up a retaining wall. But the great thing is they had a policy. They filed a claim. Uh, We sent out an expert there to survey the situation, and we were able to build them a road, get them access, and they lived Hmm. happily ever after. Wow, good story. When we come back, our final segment here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Go around here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio today with Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Rishi Malik also in studio with us today. He's the assistant VP of underwriting with Stewart Title Guarantee Company. Hey, call Rob today at 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. You can find him on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you have a question, you can email that question to us, Questions at robgolfie.com is the email address. Again, questions at robgolfie.com. Fire off your question via email. We'll get to it on a future program. We're talking about title insurance today uh, with Rishi Malik. Um, I got a, a situation. I know you have a funny story or, 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 a, or a weird, wacky story you're going to tell us in a second. But I have a, um, uh, um, a neighbor who lives behind me, and their tree, or at least a couple of their branches, are encroaching onto my property. Uh, one of which is on top of my uh, garage. Uh, can I make a claim to say, hey, you got to cut down this branch? I don't know if that's part of it, but I know on a legal aspect, mm. you can cut the branches that are over 
your on my property. Side. Yeah, you can. Okay. You can. So you can do the I'll diplomatic. tell you why I'm not going to do that. But <laughs> you, you could do the dip- diplomatic <laughs> approach and say okay. to him, listen, I, I need to cut these trees down. They're, right. you know, they're ruining my shingles yeah. or whatever. Or you just wait till he goes away on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> yeah, <picnic. laughs> Get out your chainsaw. Out your and then all of a sudden here, you start cutting back. But here's why I'm not going to do it, because it's intertwined with the bell line that's yes, running yes. in our backyard. So now we have a bigger issue. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you might get, le- le- oh, no, the Electric. bell line. You might cut off some, well, you might cut off his well, telephone. Well, I'm going to cut off my TV. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I'll have but, to deal with it uh, a yeah. different way then. But that, that, that one's hard to say just because um, we don't get typically too many of those mm. type of mm-hmm. issues. It's more tends to be the actual structures right. that are yeah. encroaching. So it's hard to say. Our claims department would actually have to make an assessment yeah. on that. But typically the types of encroachment or n- issues we see with a neighbor is, you know, uh, a shed encroaching mm. onto the neighbor's land. We had one where the pool was actually encroaching. Or <laughs> even sometimes it's even the home in, in some of the older areas where, you know, the plans were done like several years ago and you don't exactly know where your lot lines are. So sometimes we have seen on a rare occasion where an actual home is either encroaching on the city property or on the neighbor's property. And and if it's something that would have been revealed by an up-to-date survey that, you know, we typically ask the lawyers not to complete when they purchase title insurance, potentially that's something that could be covered in the title insurance policy. You probably get those encroaching, a lot of those encroaching scenarios in the lower city, downtown, north end, east end, because a lot of the homes are really really tight. They were just like eyeing how they were building the house. (laughs) Yeah, this looks good here, Joe, let's do it. (laughs) Put it up. The problem is also a, a lot of them arise when Somebody's actually selling their property, yeah. and now a new survey is being done. That's usually when we see them right. arise. Right. Uh, you have a, an interesting story to tell. Yeah, it's sort of a, a tragic story, but it had a really happy ending. So uh, we had a newlywed couple. It was uh, their, their first home they were buying. And um, so the, their their lawyer had, had done the closing for them, and they had ordered title insurance. And at the last minute, I believe they discovered that there was some sort of lien or or – uh, I think a construction lien on their title that mm-hmm. just happened to have been registered because a contractor had done work. So so the lawyer had, had uh, contacted the seller's lawyer and said, hey, look, there's a lien on this title. You got to get rid of it because, you know, you're obligated to give my client free and clear marketable title. Right. So they were scrambling at the last minute because they really couldn't provide a solution. And what was worse is not only was the young couple um, – it, not only was it their first home that they were buying, but they were actually, they were they weren't married, but the 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 husband was actually the spouse was planning on proposing that that night. Oh, get out! The, oh, the night that oh, they were getting title. So. <laughs> so so, and he told his lawyer about the plan, and then the, the poor lawyer told the homeowner, "Hey, look, <laughs> there might be a delay. You might have to put your proposal plans on." Wow. <laughs> so he wasn't happy, but luckily they had a title insurance policy, so. We were able to assess the situation. So what we did was the seller had uh, a, a title insurance policy, luckily. Um, that's actually not the seller. The purchaser had ordered a title insurance policy with us. So we determined that the lien was something that was old and really didn't affect the title. So hmm. we were pr- able to provide what's known as an insure over. So okay. we were able to provide uh, special underwriting within the purchaser's policy, which allowed them to close. And we told them that you know if, if that lien holder ever... Uh, makes a claim on the property, your your insured would be covered. Mm. So 
because of that, they were able to close the deal, and ultimately he was able to propose that. Wow. <laughs> his that proposal, plans. that marriage is based on Stuart Title <laughs> about getting a clear you coverage for him. Yeah. yeah. I never <laughs> asked if they're we still married. Hopefully they're still alive. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, you guys did a lot of work for that no, couple. Didn't you insure the marriage also? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but that's amazing. No, yeah. it, it's totally amazing what uh, Title's insurance. I, I, I advise everybody to get it if they don't have it, especially yeah. if you bought your house before 19... 19- 90. I think yeah. uh, Titles Insurance started up in, the, like you said, in the, the early 90s. 90s. Yeah. Uh, we use Centennial Law Group uh, to, to do all our uh, uh, titles and insurance. Mm-hmm. They use Stuart mm-hmm. Title. Uh, you, they can contact me any anywhere, um, and if they need more information on that, we can connect them to the right people. Excellent. Uh, Rishi, any final thoughts or tips for our listeners? Yeah, so um, definitely ask your lawyer any questions as to uh, you know what is covered under your policy mm-hmm. or if what is not covered. So that's really key to know. Also, if you purchase a policy, uh, make sure that the, the description includes all the property that you purchase. So occasionally we have people who buy condominiums and you know typically a condominium includes not only the dwelling unit but maybe a parking and locker unit. Right, okay. Sometimes on the rare occasion, insured will see that, well, wait a minute, my locker unit is not noted in my policy. So so look out for that. Mm. Uh, and the biggest tip I can provide is if you feel that uh, you have a claim that needs to be filed, uh, please do so as soon as possible. Contact our claims department as soon as you can. And if you need any further info, uh, we've got a great website, www.steward.ca. For the lawyers, uh, the order forms and the search requirements are on our website. And for the homeowners, We've got a great section regarding some of the claims that we've covered and some of the scenarios that we've had to be involved with where we've helped the homeowners. Great stuff. stuff. Guys, thanks for coming in. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. Thank Thank you you. so much for having us. Have a great Saturday, guys. All right. You've been listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML.